0: Thank <music> you.
1: taking the back seat because i'm not really a big big politics person so josh Britt is in his element now
2: yeah but you know what it's it's interesting about politics though like i feel like you you think a lot about morality and i feel like a lot of the political arguments that i'm hearing right now are like who is really immoral so i feel like you could does that address the greg
0: Is that, I mean, yeah, I was just saying, Greg. Up, like Greg does have something to say. Okay. Uh, I guess, as yeah, go. I have something to say when you bring yeah. up the topics, but I, so, I don't know what
1: topics are being debated now. <laughs> like, what's hot right yeah. now, so I'll, yeah. I'll be listening.
0: Well, I I am certainly down to um, talking about that. I will take you up on that rest. <laughs> All right, right well, now. that's fine. I, I like, drank like, a ton of water. I can,
2: like, don't <laughs> turn off the app. I I can uh, adjust it so it, it, it's it's like this part never happened. Um, I may split this up into two episodes. Okay. But y'all go ahead and do whatever you need to do, and then when you get back, we'll start back up. But just don't turn the app off so it doesn't stop the recording.
1: Okay, good deal. Well, I'm I'm good, so I'll Greg, just be chilling good. right
0: here.
2: <laughs> All right, brother, I can just talk to you then. This is like a phone call. Yeah. So,
1: how are you? I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm I'm real. Uh... Over, life has changed a lot, I feel like, as far as, like, work basically being. It's, like, my first time working 9 to 5, 8, 8 to 4, basically. And it's just, like, not having as much time as I used to. Like, to just have, like, not not as much downtime. And I just feel like every day just feels like I have something going on, something I need to do and everything. And it's just been a little bit overwhelming like these past like three weeks or two weeks I just felt like things been going on a lot throughout the week and yeah but it's good though cause like I feel like the stuff I am doing like with being involved in like youth, youth ministry now and like going to equip class like we have like an equip class that's going through the Old Testament and it's just like going through why it's so important and everything
2: Crap, <laughs> I was trying
1: not to make any noise Stop,
2: look. Look, I, was I forgot thinking, what, you know what I'll get, to, <laughs> I'll get to just have a conversation with greg and i'll post that but that gonna be a, a, i just want you to know i'm leaving that part it's gonna be in there
0: dude i forgot i forgot that i had my AirPods in and i was listening <laughs> to y'all talk and i'm like wait a second they can hear me right now and i was like Try, trying to peel on the <laughs> side of the ball so nobody could hear anything and then i'm like okay i think it did pretty good and then i'm like Flush the toilet.
2: Well, I just want you to so, not believe in it. I
0: was just—I was gonna have like a puns about Greg, but that's bro. So. I don't care, man. You do whatever you want. <laughs> All right, look. sounds good. All right. <laughs> 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 hey, I mean, look, y'all can judge me. You can say yeah. whatever, but everybody does it. So maybe not while they're on the podcast, but everybody does it. <laughs>
2: Well, man, this is so, the same thing people say with farting or something like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, you still have to deal with the people sitting there. Like, if, if if you fart in public, like the fact that they're there and they're looking at you, and you're like, okay, I've got to, di- I, I have to dispense with this situation now. Like, i put myself in a weird situation. Like, well, you know, the only people that are going to say anything right now are you two. Or I might catch some flack from it later Taylor. from somebody who's listening. But you
2: Greg, know, you should.
0: I can. Hey, Greg, you should tell him about how you your method for
2: uh for keeping the stench down low. Yes. Oh man.
0: Look, I, he's got to come up. No, he some had one when method, I first but...
2: met him. He has a method, that he told <laughs> me he said it quit working or something. But he had one when I first started hanging out with him.
1: Wait, who y'all talking about?
0: That's like that Chris Pratt thing. He was like, whenever he was at oh, the yeah, warden. Yeah. Martin, just,
1: used to have yeah, a method exactly to keep was, the I, was in, down. I still right. remember I was at the movie theater with my dad. And my dad. we finished watching the movie, and my dad was like, yeah, I was farting the whole time at the movie theater. And I was like, what? I didn't smell anything. He was like, yeah, you got to let it soak in the seat and everything. It's basically, you just sit firmly in the chair and you just oh my. let loose, and you just don't get up. Yeah, and it just soaks in the seat. Do you you know, I, I've done it for many years after that, and people did, never knew. Oh my <laughs> gosh! And, uh, and thus, COVID nineteen <laughs> was born.
0: Oh man! Uh,
2: okay, I'm not gonna lie. Oh. I looked it up one time because I got in an argument with somebody, and I was like, "If it's airborne, it has to. If you fart, it has to come out with it." They did a study on it. It's very, very low traces. It's almost impossible to get COVID from farts. But I did look it up. Everybody wow. Goes. Oh.
1: So you technically can, It's like super, super, it's low super low traces. Low trace. It's like almost impossible. So you're saying we need to wear a mask?
0: But I it's guess. possible. I guess. <laughs> so so in a sense, what, what I'm seeing we here is that God's taking lemons and making lemonades. <laughs> <laughs> that we we have to we have to deal with this pandemic but there's gonna be like a little funny part to it you know
2: yeah that was early in the so, pandemic so they probably like debunked that by now but
0: or either it's worse maybe it's the like the the main cause <laughs> like the main way it's being spread we're in ever shifting like i'm times, just saying if, so if you never if, know if-
2: Underwear. Well, some people probably don't wear underwear, but if underwear and a pair of pants don't block COVID from your farts, then I feel like masks can't be helping. So,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> there's a reason why do we don't work for the CDC right mask.
0: now. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just. I'm <laughs> done <the work laughs> I said there's a reason we don't work for the <laughs> CDC. <laughs>
2: What'd you say, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> bro? Look. I ain't, I ain't worried about. It I had COVID, it already, but, you know. So I mean,
2: I had a is headache, it bad? and I wouldn't have gotten gotten tested, but I was living with uh with, with somebody else this summer, and they said they they asked me to go get tested, and I did, and they said I came back positive. But i I had a headache for a day, and then I was fine the next day, so I'm diabetic. You I was I was your the taste? people that everybody said was gonna die from it. So um, and I was yeah, like, not saying that you shouldn't be safe. But I, for me, yeah. you know, I was being really safe and I, st- I ended up getting it, which I was working at, um, uh, at a, at a, um, daycare pretty much. And this little kid came up, I had a mask on, this little kid shoved his hand under my mask and stuck his fingers in my mouth. Pretty sure that's how I got it. Um, oh gosh. cause I was sick not oh. long after that. But, uh, anyway, I don't, I don't know. I had a headache. It was gone. My diabetes cool. didn't really go out of control because of it. So, uh, I guess God. You know,
0: protected me, or I just was
2: healthy enough at the time.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of like information being thrown around about it, and you know, nobody really knows what's true or false. I mean, that's just the general state of yeah. everything right now. But I feel like, um, I did hear, I mean, and this is hearsay, but some someone mentioned that it's almost like there are two strands to where like one kind of has an effect like like it did on you um and then there's the other one that's just like it's just a whopper like it's 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 bad news and so um i don't know if that's the case uh my my granddad actually got it and uh he was dealing with like you know sinus headaches and stuff like that and just feeling bad weak and uh and everything and he he's a bad diabetic as well and so you know he ended up pulling through and i mean it wasn't it wasn't too bad on on him obviously he felt sick but um i don't know man it's it's weird i don't think anybody's got it quite no, figured i do so, so i don't know my stepmom she yeah.
2: works at the hospital in uh i think Slidell, and she said like she was scared to death for a long time but she said now like working with it it's not as terrifying as she thought um so I don't know, yeah. but it, I like you said it could. I don't know. It might be two strands, and some people get hard hit hard, and but I mean with the flu, some people get hard by hit hard by the flu, and that some people don't. Like I had, I think I got the flu a couple of years yeah. ago, and I felt terrible for like two days, but then I was fine. So I, I guess it just hits people differently. Every, I mean, obviously like Greg, yeah. you know, being super swollen, active all the time probably can yeah, like kill any disease COVID before it gets inside so his body. Far, so I'm, I've been um, good. <laughs> So and he goes to a gym where everybody's yeah. sweating cool. and probably passing We're gas, and, you know. So.
0: Bro, look, <laughs> look, that COVID don't want no smoke, bro. <laughs> All he's gotta do is flex them biceps and it's like, nah, man. I'm good. I'm good. That's... I'm gonna I'm gonna go over here to this red kid. So
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, so yeah, politics, I say, huh?
2: Something, I, I, you said, I, I don't know if it's okay to talk about your your politics. Like, are, are, where do you stand in politics right now?
0: Where do like, I if stand you were, in politics If you labeled right now, yourself, man, I guess, look, where would
2: you hit probably close to?
0: Where, wherever I can. I mean, I don't know. Not, I don't really mean that. I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, are you sure you want to talk yeah. about this? Because yeah, I'm All fine with right, it. I was
2: curious because uh, I, well, so we'll, something we'll I, I, I was looking it. at a graph, you know, like that. That did you ever see that political, you know, affiliation test that was going around? Everybody was sharing it. Like, you took it.
0: Oh, I took it like this week. Yeah, I've taken it like multiple times. Uh, anybody that knows me well knows that that's what <laughs> I, I do. do. I take <laughs> oh, online tests, personality tests, enneagrams. Yeah, 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 we can skip uh, enneagram today. Let's we'll so, just skip that. <laughs> Yeah, so, we're not going to get into, so that. Interesting, into though, that.
2: I I was looking at it and I took it a long time ago just cuz I I was curious cuz it was popular and i uh, kept seeing everybody share it. and I was like I don't feel like I would hit where some people some people like make assumptions about where where I would hit, you know, because one cuz I'm white, you know, living in the south. Um but anyway, uh something that I saw on the graph was it had like authoritarian on the top, libertarian on the bottom and then uh Liberal and conservative, you know, liberal on the left and conservative on the right. Well, I thought it was interesting because I've always been told that if you're a libertarian, you're automatically going to be conservative. But like based on that graph, you can be a libertarian, a liberal libertarian, or you could be an authoritarian conservative. And I just thought that was really interesting. But I guess I don't I I, I haven't really heard much about how you can be those things, because like I said, like every time I hear about libertarian, they always say, well, that person's super conservative, like far right conservative
0: yeah um well so i guess just to kind of explain the graph uh if, if you do go online if anybody's listening you can go online and type in political spectrum test um and um, it'll give you a quiz and then when you get done it'll give you a chart and i'll have a couple of like famous um historical leaders on the chart um and their positions, like, where they kind of stood, and then you scroll down, and you'll see where you kind of fit on that chart, um, according to your views. Um, so, the thing is, uh, one, I'll just say this, like, the the test, the, the questions can be kind of annoying, uh, because it'll ask you a specific question, and you'll be like, well, that depends on what circumstance. Um, I mean, normally, you just kind of go with your gut, and uh, I think sometimes they're meant to be vague for a reason. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, but to get into how the uh, the spectrum works like so like you said, the bottom half is labeled libertarian. Um, the top half of the square uh, is labeled authoritarian. Uh, and then you have the left side and the right side, which that the left and right spectrum is based off of uh economic views um so uh you're economically liberal if you're on the left or um you're economically conservative if you're on the right so i think the top and bottom sections the authoritarian and libertarian are based off of uh how big you want government to be as well as uh the amount of government control uh, so if you think of somebody like, like a totalitarian state, like um, uh, Soviet Russia, um, Nazi Germany, all these places, that would be the top portion. Uh, anything that's like big uh, government loyalty, co- loyalty to your country, very imperialistic, that's going to be the top. Uh, the bottom uh, would would be people that tend to have more of a distrust for government, distrust for government authority. Um, I, I know I can speak into it as far as the right libertarian, the bottom right square. Um, hopefully this isn't too confusing, but uh, that would be like the Ron Swansons. If, if you've watched Parks and rec, uh, that would be like the Ron Swansons. And if you've met, um, not met if you've watched the episode um where ron meets those the other ron don't know this from parks and rec. um it's yeah. played he's played by <laughs> this, this is what greg <laughs> yes knows. parks and rec uh there's there's an there's an episode where ron swanson meets another ron from another um it's pretty much like his doppelganger like his um pretty much the same person and uh they hit it off pretty well. Uh, But the guy that plays him is Sam Elliott. Um, He's got a big white mustache and plays in a lot of movies. Uh, The two Rons end up not getting along because what you'll see is the other guys really, you know, into nature, into like living a communal life, you know Um, what's, what's mine is yours. And what's yours is mine. That would be the libertarian left. Um, So pretty much what you'll see there is a lot of, um, I guess like a better words, like uh, socialism, um, things like that. Uh, Not an emphasis on private property or anything owned privately. Um, And I'm still learning a lot about this as well. So, um, but on the, on the libertarian right Pretty much if you are familiar with uh, anything Thomas Jefferson um, said or wrote or uh, John Locke, um, any of those guys, old philosophers uh, from the Enlightenment period, uh, they uh, pretty much you, you'd be like a, a right libertarian um, land. The government's job is strictly to protect life liberty and property of the individual and outside of that um it should be it shouldn't be involved at all um everything should be privatized uh and um education should be privatized you shouldn't have public schools you shouldn't have um you know i guess health care you shouldn't well you shouldn't have um you don't have a right to health care um healthcare is privatized as well um so it's pretty much like the government needs to stay out of everything as much as possible so and that would be the camp i would land in so um i guess for like a, uh, a long way about it is that's kind of describe generally describe where i'm at um and i've recently just kind of come to those conclusions in the past maybe year and year and a half uh but um yeah so.
2: well um let's see what's going on now i guess the obviously everybody's freak. which this was this was interesting for me uh you know i i uh i'm trying to figure out how to say this i i ended up but vote, vote, i'm gonna i'm gonna admit it i ended up voting third party this year um but i have a lot of friends that voted you know, left or, or which they would I guess, more liberal is what they would call it. And then more conservatively, you know, Donald Trump. And it's just been kind of interesting, I guess, like watching those reactions right now, um, to the presidential election right now, like there's extremes to both sides, I guess. Um, you know, with, with, with the, with the left, more liberal side with the media, it seemed like there was a lot of stuff about, you know, Hillary saying, don't concede, telling Trump Biden not to concede, you know, even if Trump wins. And then, you know, now it's kind of flip flopped, I guess, with, with Trump winning or not with Trump winning, with Biden winning. And now, you know, the more conservative people are calling fraud. And it's just been very interesting to watch all this play out. So I don't really know what's been going on other than that, I guess. Like, it seems like, pol- like the uh, the election, that's the hot topic right now. But uh I don't know Let me think before that it was the riots and the looting
0: and yeah. So, I mean, as far as the election goes, like, uh, obviously it's just a big, um, just a big mess. Like the whole thing is a big mess. Um, so, I, uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Trump fan. Uh, I'll just say that. Um, I'm. I'm not a Biden fan either. Uh, I'm. I've, I was raised conservative, um, and I still, kind of, am considered conservative. Um, I'm. You know, if I were on that spectrum we talked about, I'd be on the right still. Um, I. But I technically, I am a liberal, uh, based off of the classical definition of it. Um, big thing for me. I would just kind of to cut through everything that's happened and all this stuff kind of open up with is I would wonder why, why this election is such a big deal right now. Um, And so by that, I guess I would say this, um, it feels like there's so much hanging on the balance of who wins the next presidency. Um, there's so much stuff going on, um, so many people that get outraged, uh, so many people that are just emotionally invested in the outcome of the election, um, that it, it almost feels apocalyptic to the other side um, that doesn't have their candidate in office. Um, it, it's almost like uh, just dramatized to that degree. But to 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 another degree, it, you're like, well, it's it's almost a valid response. Um, the thing thing I kind of want to get at really is, you could argue that people have a good reason to be as um, I guess emotionally invested and outraged about the outcome of the election. But then again, my perspective would be um it shouldn't be this way and by that i mean it, it it there shouldn't be this much resting on the outcome of the election uh for me um i i'm i'm big on small government um not big government and we definitely have a big government right now um everything pretty much for the most part is primarily um run by federal government and i don't personally believe that uh the founding fathers intended for the federal government to have this much power or at least the majority of them didn't um that uh we have state governments for a reason and they were put there for us to um to consult, um, to provide our laws locally to meet the needs of the the local people. Um, because if you're in rural Mississippi, um, your needs and your values, um, all these things, your daily life in general is going to be completely different from somebody who lives in New York city. Um, so if everybody is depending on the federal government to make this blanket, you know, um, I guess, solution for everybody. Um, It it obviously isn't going to work as well Mm -hmm. as the the state government. Um, Also, when writing the Constitution, uh, the, um, I guess, the Founding Fathers, the the intention and everything that they were doing was to limit government. They were just coming out from under a monarchy. Um, I mean, everybody knows, like, they were breaking away because they were being taxed, um, but not being represented, represented um, taxation without representation. And so uh, they felt like they weren't being heard by the authority, the governmental authority. So they were like, this is a justifiable reason to break away, even if it means violently. Um, And when they were reestablishing a government, they were trying to, put things in the way to keep power from consolidating the one point. Um, and so essentially what, what I, what I think is that the federal government has too much power has too much. And everybody looks to the federal government for answers for everything. And, um, the reason that people are so distraught, the reason that people are so hung up, is is because, when government, we we've slowly become more and, more and more and more and more and more reliant on the government, um, and by being reliant on the government, when things like this happen, um, and you have such polarity between, I guess, lack of better words, like just factions and teams, the right, the left, whoever. Um, Obviously, because so much hangs in the balance, uh, people are going to get hostile. Um, people are going to get violent. People are going to um, get irate. And that's uh, and just what's going to happen. So um, I think a good rule of thumb, this is me personally, is keep, keep the government out of your business as much as you can. And the government should be as limited as possible while still being able to preserve the lives, the liberties, and the property of its people. So I know that was a lot, but um, that's kind of the gist of where I I think we are. Um, So Greg, I know you said
2: you weren't really into politics, but I I was curious after I started thinking about it, has it been harder, I guess, this year to stay out of it? Because it does seem like, I guess, uh, well, I know, like, when you came over to hang out one day, you were, like, really broken up about what happened with George Floyd, which obviously that was a tragedy, and, like, a lot of – everybody was and agree- that that was awful. Um, you know, and I, so I was wondering, do you think – were you was it harder to stay out of politics with the like the way everything was being like, I mean, I portrayed do feel like um from because then on of out of George or... Floyd
1: and everything like talking about black voting and stuff like that. Like a lot of people, like African Americans, I feel like there was a lot of pressure to vote Biden or like not vote for Trump because of how Trump has been like basically portrayed as a person that's racist. Doesn't like women and all that stuff, and like it, it just, it just I just felt like, as a black voter, if it, it felt like a no, no brainer to like not vote for Trump, <laughs> and everything just because of how everything was. Like, like this is coming from somebody who doesn't really keep their ear into what's going on, and just seeing from like from my outside perspective. Like, I just felt like, as a black voter, it was like, all right, we need to get Trump out of here, <laughs> basically. And like and that, that that's what it felt like as far as like the climate and like what I've seen and everything. So that's only that's like that's that's my two cents in it. But uh, I do wish that I studied more to see like what everybody stood for and everything before I made my decision and stuff. So so yeah, like next time I just want to like study up more and everything so i make sure I'm making the right decisions and everything to see what everybody stands for instead of being like you just influenced so
2: yeah I was just curious because I know like you said you said and I, I have known I've known you for a couple of years now I would definitely say you did somebody which I didn't get into politics until they like I had way too much time during the beginning of the pandemic. Cause I was so like, I was scared to death cause I kept getting told I was going to die if I got COVID. And so I had way too much time to read way too much. And so I used, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said I was really like into politics until COVID happened. It just kind of forced me into it. Cause it was like the only thing to read during COVID. So, but uh, anyway, I was just curious cause I, I know you said that and I just didn't know if, just for me, Looking at, like, media and how it's been talking, I was just curious if it's been harder for you to stay away and if, like, I don't know, your friends and family have kind of talked uh, to you I about mean, it like, more than maybe they had before. The people I'm know? around,
1: like, with, like, my family and everything and, like, my church, like, as far as, like, politics, like, the thing that's always been told and, like, I do believe, like, even though, like, no matter who is in office, like, God is sovereign, Jesus is king, and, like, we shouldn't put all of our hope in, in a person – to save America in four years when Jesus already saved humanity. <laughs> like when he died on the cross and he rose again on yeah. those three days and like he he's done more than Trump could ever do. He did more than jo- Joe Biden could ever do. So it's just, what are you putting your hope in? you putting your hope in having property that you're never going to be able to keep after you die. You Putting your hope in. I mean, something like this, like this a serious stuff. I mean, as far as like what people want from 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 either side or whatever, and I might be talking out of turn because I don't understand all the stuff that's happening, but like we do need to just from my my from my side, like we do need to just be aware of like not making an idol of the presidents of the government of law and everything, because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done we're going to say Jesus is Lord <laughs> when we're in front of him after we die. But, um, yeah.
0: I I would like to add to that because I think, I think that's a really good, I, I, I agree 100% like the, uh, the statement you made that the government isn't an idol, um, you know, when when you think so within the Christian worldview, when we really are heartbroken and feel a desperate need for something, as Christians, what do we tend to do? <laughs> we we can well, I'll just go ahead and say we, we 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 can we we no, I mean like we consult our authority and the Bible, um, explicitly says you know. If there's a need, um, pray and pray with expectancy. And so when we're trying to figure out what decisions we need to make in our daily lives, how we should live, um, especially when there's a moral implication there, as Christians, we consult the prime authority, which is God. So if if you look, and I'm going to come back to what secularism is, um, because I've been doing some studying on it. Um, That in a secular world, uh, a world that is post, you know, the death of God movement, post um, well we're living out the ramifications of living in a humanistic society. And what that means is that uh, essentially what you can see is, uh, well, to Mm -hmm. sum up humanism in one one phrase is man Mm -hmm. is the measure of all things. So we essentially are finding our own way. We're choosing our own destiny. We're making our own path. We're giving ourselves our own meaning. Um, meaning is something that we we make for ourselves um, and things like that. And you see a society that has, I mean, even the Christian society does. Um, and I think we would be really, really surprised to what degree Humanism has infiltrated the the church, Um, but uh, that I'm in charge of my destiny. I'm the captain of my own ship. So essentially, you have a world that is living as if God doesn't exist. Um, Morality becomes subjective in their perspective because there is no objective moral law to abide by there there's no authority to give it um so essentially you have to you have to look within yourself is what humanism says Is you, you look within yourself to find what's right and what's wrong and you could easily see where that becomes complicated when you have you know millions on millions of people living especially you know in you know, urban areas, you know, places like New York City, these big cities, and you have everybody living according to their own moral code. It almost gets to a point where people are begging for an objective moral code. And I think what we're seeing here is people developing into groups. And I think that's why um, we're seeing so much polarization between left and right or, you know, um whites and blacks, or you know uh you have different movements like you know the uh, l g b t q you have the Christians over here, you have conservatives, you have you know all these different groups and movements that are forming, and there's a code that that they live by, and if you don't live by that code, then you know. It, you could You could agree with nine out of the ten things that they say, but if you don't agree with the ten number ten, then you're not a part of them. you'll be reprimanded and a thing that you 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 kind of look at is that is um and this isn't implying any type of moral statement to it um but it's a very eastern idea um here in in the west um and there are plenty of books on this um, that we we what defines the west is the emphasis on individuality um, the individual person Um, we are often referred to as a um, a guilt-based culture and the east is referred to an honor shame based culture so you do something wrong um, you're worried about bringing shame to all the people you represent, to your group. Um, And over here, we typically, if we do something wrong, we're worried about dealing with the guilt of it, to be guilty as an individual. And you're starting to see that change um, that in this group identity aspect of things, you're starting to see that change into a more Eastern way of thinking. Um, things are more subjective, more open, more, um, you know, let's concentrate on what is. Let's concentrate on what lies before us. And um, you kind of see that developing. Uh, I think go back to the secularism statement that I made earlier, um, not to get on a tangent, but I would like that for anybody listening, I would like for them to kind of i mean feel free to challenge me on this. But there's no such thing. According to the Christian perspective, there's no such thing as secular, secularism. Secularism is essentially a lie. It's a a delusion. And people from the secular world will argue the opposite, that Christianity, that um, faith, that religion is a delusion. So I want to what I'm going to say is this. Christians we believe that God created the heavens the earth and everything in it everything physical and everything spiritual God created that God is using everything for his glory and that was the intention behind the creation and at the apex of his creation he created man to be the forefront leader in carrying out his work on the earth now after the fall we see it complicates things um creation has fallen we have natural disasters we have sin we have um a need for morality a need for a law because we without it we we act according to our own laws and we see where this that gets us you know we can look on turn on the news and see where that gets us um essentially The thing is, is that people are living in a world where God doesn't exist, as if God doesn't exist. Um, And even as Christians, we're labeling things as, you know, this is sacred, and then that is secular. This is sacred. And what I would argue is that nothing is truly secular. God made all things. Um. So the thing is is that when we look into the world we look at how people react how people respond how people different movements rising up what we need to look at is to see okay this is something that God can redeem um this is God something that God has has um looked at and he created and he said it was good and it's being distorted in some way. So, I'd like to, I guess, just to kind of sum up everything. I uh, just kind of saying this: when, when a a society abandons God, they will find it hard to to follow a an objective moral code. Um, which will allow the society to to flourish. Um, And morality will become more fluid and more subjective. And essentially what happens is chaos starts breaking out. Um, And we start questioning the, the very foundations of what our society was built on. So if you take away that foundation, even the paperwork like the Constitution, all these things that it was built on or intended to be built on um, start fading away. So when people look on the news and they see, you know, if you're on the right, you're a conservative thinker, you see people getting away from what the Constitution says and you see people questioning the Constitution or, you know, abiding by things that you know don't comply with the way things have been you know the good things that have been i guess i should specify um the thing is is that the, the issue is much deeper than that um so the thing is is that we we have compartmentalized the sacred from the secular and acknowledged the secular secular as prime authority and that we have essentially, I guess, done away with the foundation that we've built everything else on. So I, I'm a, I'm a strong believer that, I mean, I one of the first things I heard in college was in a history class. And it was from one of the best teachers I ever had. He was a history teacher. And he was right about a lot of things, but one of the things he did say, he said, you know, people say that um, America was built on Christ- Christianity. It was built on Christian principles, and he and then he said, I don't know why people say this. This isn't true. That a lot of our founding fathers were deists, um, meaning that they believe God exists, but that God did not do anything didn't participate in creation he just kind of stepped back and watched everything play out um and he said you know we we're not a christian nation and the thing i would argue about that is you know hopefully i'm not talking too much but um is that while that might be true um one of my favorite founding fathers well my actually my favorite uh, is Thomas Jefferson. He was a deist. He has his own bible to where he took every uh miraculous event in the scriptures and cut them out and then left everything that we could use for like good moral guidance and pretty much Jesus's teaching on morality. Um yeah, good life I've lessons. And he took out like Jonah and all this other stuff that, you know, didn't seem, yeah, didn't seem rational. Well, the thing is, is that they based a lot of the assumptions that they have in the declaration. um, All men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, among which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They base, that principle is strictly derived from a judeo-christian worldview um and whether people want to acknowledge that or not uh when we do away with that biblical foundation when we do away with that judeo-christian uh uh, moral framework this is kind of where we end up actually this isn't even the end of it this is the process of the unraveling of society i guess so so there, there's my spill on the whole, the whole issue. God was intended to be our prime authority, and people have to be able to look past government and stop looking towards government yeah. for their authority because um, that's exactly what's happening. Um, people are looking towards government for their authority, and when the authority isn't doing what they want, then that's when hysteria breaks out. And what you'll often see is that people want to use use the government. <laughs> um, you often vote. <laughs> this is my last bill. I promise I'm going to shut up. I promise. Um, what, what, what you'll see is this. If you ask the typical Joe who he's voting for and he tells you, the implications behind who he's voting for mo- more often than not will be I want to put somebody in office to make my neighbor act this way. They're going to instill laws and they're going to make this legal or they're going to make this illegal and they're going to make my neighbor act this way. And my thing is, is this, let your neighbor do what your neighbor wants to do as long as it's not infringing on your life, your liberty, or on your property rights. And when you have issues Consult the prime authority, which is God or whoever your prime authority is. You have that freedom. Consult them. But obviously the law needs to step into place when it comes to issues of, you know, so-and-so did this and, you know, I'm going to take them to court. And sometimes you have to take them to, to court. But I think essentially I'm big on cutting out the middleman. Um big on cutting out government as much as possible as the consulting authority for morality yeah man that was
2: good stuff that's what, I, I was telling gabe when i did the podcast no, that, with him about counseling and stuff <laughs> that one of the coolest parts about podcasts is that that they're so you can ramble so much but then there's like there's still really good thoughts and uh you know really good conversation pieces built into those ramblings and you can and the other part of it is you can pause it. You can kind of take in what you've heard already. You can come back in your car, listen to it yeah. for however long you have to drive. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's always going to be there. And that's what I've loved about podcasts and why I like to listen to them so much. Um, but, yeah, we've been going for like an hour and a half. So uh, if y'all have any last minute thoughts, I only have yeah. one more question. But if y'all have any last minute thoughts y'all want to kind of throw out there, um, that would be super dope. It's up to y'all.
0: I will say one thing, um, I, and this is kind of to Christians out there. Um, big thing that I hear a lot. Um, one, of, one of my pet peeves actually is I don't care about <laughs> politics. Like when somebody says that, um, and this is a <laughs> bash on Greg, because I know he said that multiple times and I understand it. Um, but the thing is, is that obviously society is made up of individuals. And if you have a multitude of individuals that are unaware of what is going on, what the assumptions behind um, what people are saying are, um, your your lack of awareness or your lack of knowledge um, will sway your decisions. And there are ramifications to those decisions. Uh, I guess, lack like of better words, uh, to not act is an action in itself. Um, and there will be ramifications for the things in life that we do that we choose to do, but we can't sit back and say, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into that. Um, I'm not, you know, going to be a part of that or I I, I don't really want to get into it. Um, because that's a decision in itself and there are huge ramifications what we don't say. So my challenge for anybody that would be listening um, would be uh, familiarize yourself with one, the scriptures, um, the biblical principles, uh, but also to familiarize yourself with um, what people are saying. Be a skeptic when you hear the news, be a skeptic when you hear a politician or anybody else speak, and ask questions and try your hardest to find answers. Um, and if you don't have a forte for that, that's that's great. That's fine. If you have somebody in your life that, that uh, I guess, lack of better words, nerds out over that stuff, like talk to them and you might find yourself actually becoming more aware and more interested and engaged by it um, and able to make more responsible Rick. political decisions.
1: No, uh, I don't have anything to say right now. <laughs> I'm ready for your question.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I did
2: want to say, um, Josh, if I, I would like to not not me debate you, because like I want to be like the moderator type thing, um, you know, do my best Dave Rubin impressions. Uh, but I would like to put you up, like you know, debate somebody at some point. I think it'd be very interesting, and I feel like I have a lot of people in my life that would love to come at you uh, and try to, you know take up the challenge you you gave about secularism being a lie in itself um but anyway on a lighter note since it's been like went from one heavy conversation to i think another kind of uh, somewhat lighter but uh still serious piece i want to i asked michaela this a few days ago it's really honestly really silly i don't even know why it came up but i was thinking i was wondering if dogs were a part of cults like they all they seem intelligent so why can't they? What? <laughs> Why can't they be intelligent enough? Maybe, like I started thinking about. It, I was like, like dogs are able to recognize people, and uh, so I was. I was thinking, I wonder if dogs themselves like have like uh, like worship. You know, maybe their owners or whatever, and like build like these like tribes or <laughs> like minor tribes. Um. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah like yes yeah like a cult following like um like uh what the dog whisperer have you ever watched that show it almost seems that way doesn't it (laughs) like when he shows up to his farm and he has like just a herd of dogs following him around everywhere and it's almost like like
1: like he can talk to them and they know exactly what he's wanting them to do they see that person that's someone that feeds them and takes care of them so they're gonna go to him because they know that's what food (laughs) comes from i mean like that's how my guinea pigs are like they only get excited because they know when i'm around and they hear my footsteps food is coming (laughs) so i don't know
2: man because
1: look joe rogan was talking about that like not the dog thing he was
2: talking about dolphins and that like I thought this yeah. was kind of funny too. Just if, I love listening to Joe Rogan's podcast because it'll go from like psychedelics to aliens to the way animals function in the animal kingdom to, you know, like super science, deep scientific things about collectivism and individualism and how those things like mm. created the world before people were here. And it's just really interesting listening to stuff. But I just I started thinking about it because you started talking about how dolphins in different parts of the world have accents and you can tell like this dolphin is from this coastline because it sounds like, like whatever, however they speak, you know, it was different than the set of dolphins from another coastline. And I just thought it was funny. And, you know, I I guess I don't, I don't give animals credit and I don't really know how you tell, like if a dolphin has a different accent, but it made me think I was like, well, you know, dogs like their lives are like from like a domesticated dog. Their lives are so simple. (laughs) And, uh, to an extent, and, and I was wondering, like, I was like, I wonder if they have like these like minor thoughts about you know their humans being like these godlike figures. But I, I obviously, this was more so a joke than seriousness. I was just messing with Michaela because I thought it was it went from me and her having serious conversation to me asking her, Hey, do you think dogs fall or, like have cults? But uh, but that's what I love about podcasts too. Like, with Joe, rog- Joe Rogan's th- thing is so that's what I like about it. Like, these super brilliant people Literally. that he gets to come on and speak. They'll go from like that like like uh, like uh they'll talk about like the collectivism and how like, you know, the collective have you know, like before we humans existed, collective cells or whatever, collective atoms, you know, built the universe and it took this amount to do this and then they'll talk about random stuff like dolphin accents. It'll be like the same scientist that was just talking about these foundations of the universe starts talking about dolphins and their accents. Anyway.
0: That's
2: just
0: what yeah. I love that part of that podcast. Yeah, the best best one yeah. I've heard. <laughs> the best one I've heard. And go check it out. I mean, obviously, it's Joe Rogan. It's gonna have a lot of language in it, but it it is an amazing episode. It's the uh, newest episode with Alex Jones. And kind of like you said, they t- they talk about I think. um Like, things almost like the Illuminati. Um, Then they go to talking about aliens and all these conspiracy things. But the thing is, I think this is, like, the third interview that Joe Rogan has with him. And at this point, if you know anything about Alex Jones, like, you would understand why this would happen. But Joe Rogan, like, tries to fact-check him on everything that he says. And the weird thing is, is they they find some, like, stuff to substantiate what he's saying and it's like, Oh my gosh, that's freaky. So
2: Yeah, I, I started I listening would, to yeah. it. It was I was into that about if you're an hour, for half podcast that it. episode. It was interesting. Amazing. And it was so. because Joe Rogan he was like, There's no way this is true. And it's just crazy, like there's a lot more going on that we just we just don't think about and it takes like somebody that we would assume is crazy to I guess get us thinking about it and maybe still be in disbelief, but
0: yeah yeah I, mean, I don't know that one so I guess I'll have to finish the that <laughs> Grove, man that was wild
2: um that's crazy But yeah, thank you guys I appreciate y'all letting me or doing this with me yeah finish um, it up man yeah I'll probably make this a two part episode because it's so long uh yeah especially since it's like so different like it went from you know talking about pornography to politics and obviously I didn't think it was going to go together but uh I mean, I guess they could if you really started thinking about more stuff. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, poor, <laughs> yeah, oh, <man. laughs> porn, farts
1: yeah, and uh, politics. Uh, who would have thought?
2: Yeah, I would like to. Have, I mean, I would like to talk to y'all more later on yeah. to just cause look it I up. like to. Obviously, I, I like the politics side, and I also love the religion Not side. Not me. And, I mean all like you, Josh, being, you know, in seminary but also being super involved in like politics is very interesting. But then like Greg being so you know, like I don't know, I don't know how to say this. the best way I could describe Greg before was he's very passionate and that seems to just like pour over into his study of God's word and the way he like emotionally connects and functions and that. So it's like it's just two different yeah, you know, all all of us would claim to be Christian but it's just different the way it's interesting to see how we all interact with that.
0: Genuine, yeah. we love DC-er. you, Greg. So uh, <laughs> oh, you can't Lord. ask for a better guy. I'll just say that publicly right now. So, and also, ladies, yeah, Greg, ladies, he's single. What's your, do, you,
1: do you want a shirtless so, and photo and or a shirted fit, photo? Let me tell you. Become... So, I thought brother, you was, I thought it was just gonna. I thought it was just gonna be uh the yeah that's my handles that rip nerd. But I thought yeah. you was gonna use like Go the, follow the, that rip nerd on Instagram. The picture that I have mm-hmm. up there already on my profile or something. That's what I thought people was gonna see. I mean that's that's the latest Instagram post. So that's why I, that's why I put it on there. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. It's I was like, just I curious. I, I didn't want to
2: scare people ticker. right away. That's why I didn't. I put you. I, I did one one of the ones with the shirt on when I said I was going to talk to you. You know, but yeah, if you if you're fine with the the shirtless one, I'll put that on there. It's Fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. This whole podcast just, was really about how we just love you, Greg. That was really what it was coming to. So. Killing it all no, day, okay. every day, son. <laughs>
0: I mean that 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 that's the last point. Loves the just Lord. Really want to Super drive swole, Nice guy. Is what hey, an man. excellent individual. Single. Greg Williams is
2: looking for a lady,
1: oh, preferably gosh, someone girl. fit
2: or hip single um. <laughs> on the market.
0: <laughs> like really, I love all long runs people. on the beach. <laughs> You like to oh, you all know all
2: what? Last thing, this would be it. Uh, <laughs> tell her about your handles where people can find us and follow sheath, y'all, man. or you know maybe like discuss things with y'all later. Um, here's your time to kind of plug yourself, and then we'll end it after you get done.
1: Oh yeah, I'm really the only thing I'm active on on social media is Instagram. So you'll find me. You can just search Gregory Williams, or you can search that underscore ripped underscore nerd. So yeah, that's that's where you'll find me most of my time when I'm spending. Just chilling or whatever. Working. You'll get out. a lot of posts about fitness. You'll get a lot of posts about fitness, but on my story, it's more about Christ and other interests like Marvel. Marvel movies and and just stuff that's going on and some maybe random like animal videos and stuff. But yeah, yeah.
0: So yes. I don't feel the need That's to true. respond to this, but like 2020 has not had a Marvel movie. So let me just say that the definition of a difficult year. So. um, So, yeah, uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, you know, in all honesty, I don't know what my Instagram name is. I think it's uh, uh, I Jay Brick,
1: Josh has come a long way from or something like that. his Instagram. Um, Usually he just lurked. So And then, Uh, like, I remember him posting on a story once, and now I had a fit. And now, like, every day, he is posting on a story. So, he's come a long way.
0: (laughs) Bro, look, let me just say this. Let me just say this, okay? I'm actually surprising myself that I'm throwing my Instagram out right now because I try to, like, nothing against people. Nothing against people, but – I don't know, man. You know, I try to just be, you know, in the background, most of the part. But, uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram, and uh, I'm also on Facebook. I rarely get on Facebook, so, um, <laughs> anywho, but it's there. Yeah, like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> I've got an Xbox Live account, PlayStation account. <laughs> you hit me up if you want to play, you know, some – Fortnite right, well, thank you guys. Or... I guess
2: that, that will end um, it right there. Whatever. So, so
0: uh,
2: thank yeah, y'all man. for letting me, you know, get just talk to y'all. So, if y'all want to do another one, if y'all think of something that y'all really want to start discussing and nice. like want people to hear, more than happy for y'all to like message me and we'll get it set up. Um, I've actually got a lot of interviews coming up very soon. I was kind of excited. It's starting to kind of pick up with people wanting to talk. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, thank y'all. Appreciate it. You know, thanks for having us. All right, brothers. I'll talk to you all. I guess I'll talk to y'all later.
0: Sweet. Right. Yeah, yeah, dude. Anytime. <laughs> Good deal.